0: Coming up on the Richard Sarich Show, Cutting Through the Matrix.
1: You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and humane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows. Lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. This is the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk 1010 CFRB.
2: Everybody knows that the- All right. You know, I... Um I found myself uh, taking great pleasure th- this uh, this morning watering my lawn. I've got a new lawn installed, front and back. Before that, it was just a, a collection of uh, muck and uh, the occasional uh, bit of fescue and, and mostly weeds and, and, and a lot of dog doo-doo. Uh, so we got that all ripped up, put in some nice fresh lawn, and there I was just uh, watering the grass. The simple things, I tell you. The simple things. Now, what we do in large measure on this program is we discuss the shadowy figures behind history, really. Uh, the managers, the uh, the stage managers backstage in the global theater, the puppet masters, if you will. Of course, we just had the Bilderberg meeting down in Chantilly, Virginia, at the Westfield um, Marriott Hotel, wrapped up on Sunday. And uh, our good friend Alex Jones, uh, a- tossed out of there yet again. But... Um, it's interesting, these these people, many believe, these super elites are the script writers. These are the ones that uh, uh, groom the leaders, they uh, they handpick the leaders, and um, they hand them the scripts. And if the, the leaders, generally, they follow these scripts to a T, that's why we continue to vote for change, but it never comes. Because once you're elected, you meet that Ned Beatty type from um, the movie Network, and he gives you your marching orders. At least that's my interpretation of history. That's how it works. Uh, And then, of course, there are examples of uh, politicians, statesmen, who decided to toss out the script and um, go it alone, become a maverick. Bobby Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, even Richard Nixon to a certain point. When that happens, they are written out of the script, so to speak. Anyway, the next uh, hour and a half or so, we're going to uh, discuss all of these matters. Alan Watt has been studying these shadowy figures for many years. He's an expert in ancient religion, ancient civilizations, the occult groups which manage them. And he's the author of a number number of books, the Cutting Through Book series, volumes 1, 2, and 3. And you can read all about it on a a really amazing uh, website he has called CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And it's a great delight to welcome to the program once again... Alan Watt.
0: Hello, Alan. Hello. It's a pleasure to be back on again.
2: Well, uh, I, I always uh, wait too long because uh, to have you back on because the uh, the people start uh, uh, emailing and, and calling and saying when are you going to bring Alan on? So you definitely uh, cut through. Uh, you you've become a bit of a, a cult uh, a cult hero. Uh, how how did that happen exactly?
0: I think really um, many years ago, I was bringing up scenarios of uh, what at that time was the future because i would studied the books and the histories put out by the big organizations the big foundations and the big players themselves ford and the carnegie and uh, foundations and- yeah and charles darwin and of course uh, the later um uh, galton darwin mm-hmm. and and all the other players brzezinski's and so on and these are the big players that shape And help direct where the world is going. They don't do it all themselves. They have big uh, teams working with them, think tanks, etc. And as you say, foundations. The foundations then uh, give out the money to NGO groups, non governmental organizations, which then go out into the populace and work on the populace. And they actually shape cultures to where we have to go for the future. And I saw where it was all going many, many years ago. You know, it's a bit odd at the time for people to hear this kind of stuff. I said years ago uh, that Canada and the U.S. and Mexico would be joining. And everybody thought, they'd laugh at me, actually, uh, even if I could show them some of the primary data. And, of course, in 2005 on, on the CBC in Canada, uh, we find out uh, there's a first official open signatory done by, by the presidents and the prime ministers of Mexico and Canada Towards the integration of it, the last one's to be done in 2010. And I said, isn't it odd that Karl Marx talked about this in Das Kapital in the 1800s? You'd have a unified Europe, and then be followed by unified Americas, and then another trading block with a far eastern Pacific rim, which just got announced last week. So, so this is an old agenda we're living through, and when you realise that that. Um, The future is always uh, worked on in big, big business, big corporations. They do investments up to 50 years, maybe 80, 90, even 100 years. Well, that's how the world is run. It's run like a big business with takeovers. Only now the takeovers are actually whole nations and peoples into this world system that was planned a long time ago. And as always, here's the big thing. It isn't just that's the ending when we get a global government United Nations type deal is to be a brave new world scenario with a whole new way of living and really all the freedoms that we were allowed to have uh, just through the industrial era to keep us happy and compliant and working uh, we won't need those anymore we'll only be born if the society uh, needs you to serve it and this is where the, the depopulation program comes into it uh, the whole greening uh, scam that's going on um, I don't know if people realize that this whole global warming idea was dreamed up with a think tank, a major think tank. It's called the premier think tank, and that's the Club of Rome. And in their own book, it's called The First Global Revolution, written by the founders of this big think tank, who are sponsored by the biggest uh, institutions on the planet. They said that back in the 1970s, around 72, they looked at a way to to make the world cohesive, get everyone working together towards a global system, and to give up their rights and so on. And they looked at all the scenarios they could possibly create in crisis, and they dreamed up the idea that global warming would fit the bill. That's the very words they used. And they could convince the world that we were the problem, so mankind would be the problem, and we'd have to find the solution. That's in their own words, in their own book.
2: I've been talking uh, uh, about global warming and and, uh, not uh, a believer in man-made global warming. I believe, you know, there is natural cycles, and we may be in one now. I don't believe in man-made global warming. I've never Mm -hmm. actually mentioned the Club of Rome. I didn't know where this psyop came from, but Mm -hmm. um, that certainly makes a great deal of sense to me. It almost sounds, uh, Alan, like... um, uh, similar to the report from Iron Mountain from the Hudson Institute where they were basically after the well it wasn't after the cold war but again they're thinking ahead to a time when there would be no major mm-hmm. world conflicts they had to think how to control because that is what war is it's it's a wonderful way yeah. of of uh, uh uh controlling people and um, particularly the uh, through the draft when you've got a uh, a young rebellious um not so pliable a group of individuals. The best thing to do is to ship them off overseas and, and um, put them in harm's way. But I guess, yeah, they had to think of a way. What happens in the absence of war?
0: How do we con- control people? Well, we oh, get that's, them. That's yeah, it. yeah. You see that? Even um, I think it was Carl Quigley, professor Carl Quigley, mm-hmm. he was a big player too. He wasn't just a professor. He lectured uh, the, the civil servants, the top civil servants of the State Department for the U.S. and the diplomatic service, and and selected people to be Rhodes Scholars for world government. That's what the Rhodes Scholarship is for.
2: Yeah, he tapped Bill Clinton, didn't he?
0: Yes, and he said... In his own book, Tragedy and Hope, he said, we can get more done in five years of warfare on a social scale. That meant government encroachment and organizing the public and reorganizing the public, he said, than we can in 50 years of peace and propaganda.
2: All right, uh, Alan, got to take a quick time out. Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix here on the Richard Serrett Show. Get on board, questions and comments. 416-872-1010. Star Talk. Toll free from out of town, 1-800-561-CFRB. Thank you.
0: to the Richard Serrett Show. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain,
1: but you feel it. you felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me.
2: On News Talk 1010 CFRB. Something wrong with the world. Alan Watt has known that since a, a very young age uh... the things are bad out there really bad uh... and not by accident either things are planned to be bad uh... and that's because history has on a major scale been planned nothing happens by accident uh... and that is i guess why you call it uh... the matrix uh... alan that we're all living according to a script that's been uh... written and laid down uh... decades maybe in some cases hundreds of years ago uh another great clip from the movie in the matrix of course where um uh you know the the idea is you, you, you can take the uh, the blue pill or the red pill and wake up uh, in your in your uh your own bedroom and go back and uh, go back to sleep essentially and um uh sleep through this nightmare or you can um, take the other pill and sort of realize or see reality for what it is would your life Would Your life maybe would have been a little easier if you had decided just to go back to sleep. I mean, I'm guessing that you paid a personal price, a a personal cost for seeing um, the world the way that you
0: do. There's no doubt. And and even the, the people like me were foreseen by people like Bertrand Russell who talked about this upcoming society which he was part of working on he he was up there in many of the big think tanks and and, uh, he was a British lord and um, he wrote many many books about uh, the impact of science on society and various other ones and he was a a public figure on this but he mentioned that he said eventually we'll find those um, who who understand what's happening at very young and he says we must try and recruit them into our service. If we can't recruit from them into our service, and they know what's happening, we must eliminate them. That's what he said in his book.
2: Have you? Uh, is that why you live outside Sudbury? <laughs> that,
0: that, that's another reason, maybe. But uh, but I found that even at school, they kept they kept throwing uh, um, uh, various um, great things for you for, for for your future if you would take scholarships here, there, and all the best schools and so on. And it was evident then uh, to me that that once you were in the the great halls, say, of Oxford, as they say themselves, that the the centuries close in on you and you suddenly become part of the granite stones. It affects you that much. And, of course, once you're well paid for it and you're in amongst an upper... Um, uh, working elite, uh, then you you don't go back. So, so there, I, I knew that very early on. So
2: was it, did you sense at one point in your life uh, that there was an attempt to co-opt you, perhaps recruit you?
0: Oh, I had them, yeah. I had them very early on, very early on, scholarships and so on, and men coming up from London and quizzing uh, me, etc., and trying to coax me along. But I wouldn't go along with it. I had a natural allergy to it so i knew there was something up and I, I already was into the early books i was fascinated by these particular types of authors that had put out these big books and um and i read the future they put the flu- the future right out there they even talked about uh, the post-industrial era how they start to scale down the industry in uh, the states in about, about the 1970s uh, they even mentioned the royal institute of international affairs in the 1938 meeting in australia that it eventually build China up to be the main ma- manufacturer for the world.
2: Is that what the Bilderbergs mean when they talk about demand destruction? Yes. Uh, okay. Listen, let's take a quick timeout. Uh, we've got news upcoming at the bottom of the hour. Back on the other side, cutting through the matrix with thinker, philosopher, researcher, Alan Watt. Back with more on the Richard Sarrett Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB.
1: Richard Sarat show continues. This is your last chance. After
0: this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember,
2: all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. On News Talk 1010 CFRB. To talk to Richard, call 416 872 1010. Toll free 1 800 561 CFRB or Star Talk on your cellular. Welcome back. Alan Watt is with us. The website Cutting Through the Matrix, just like the movie, The Matrix. CuttingthroughtheMatrix.com and, um, all sorts of great information there—some uh, audio, some video—and uh, you can find, you can read some samples from his uh, "Cutting Through" series of books, uh, volumes one, two, and three. We'll tell you a little bit more about uh, those um, as the um, evening progresses. All right, uh, Alan, back to the uh, the script. Um, what sort of uh, a script do you think they were hammering out at the latest uh, Bilderberg meet, meeting down in in uh, Chantilly? I mean, do you do you follow that? Do you have sources inside or or? Uh, do you just uh, pretty well uh, connect the dots and, and do pattern recognition? How does that work for you?
0: Well, in the past, people really did the best they could do was to see who goes in to the meetings, who's called to the meetings, and we've had we've had presidents before, up and coming presidents called, and you always know that's the one they're going to pick. And the same with even governors in the states. Uh, that's how uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger we kicked him to be the governor. Uh, he was a, a, invited to the meeting right before he became the governor. So it's almost like they go in there to get the nod for their positions. And um, other top advisors in this world, because it's a world government as far as the big boys are concerned, and that's really what we have as an economic system worldwide bound together by trade. And it goes back to the days of Britain. Britain started up this whole idea of a free trade but it isn't just free trade, along with acceptance of free trade, um, you must adopt the whole cultural system that goes with it. What we're seeing across the world is a standardization process where the last of the few countries that have their own particular culture and ways of living uh, are being demolished, basically, and rebuilt from, from start in Iraq. UNESCO was the first one in there to start getting a young group of children teach them this thing called democracy and commerce and trade and all the rest of it. Wasn't Huxley's brother, Aldous Huxley's brother, in charge of UNESCO? He was the first ever appointed to be the, head, the CEO of it, yeah.
2: Because Huxley, Aldous Huxley, talked about uh, towards, well, I think he died, did he not die like the same day that Kennedy was assassinated? Yes. But I, I remember a speech, mm-hmm. a, a recording of a speech, I'm not that old, a recording of a speech he made at a university somewhere in California, yeah. where he basically admitted that um, A Brave New World was not a piece of fiction, that he, obviously, he had sources like his brother, yeah. and and that this was based on the, their actual, I say they, the elite's actual plan for mankind
0: absolutely he talked about quite openly Huxley and some of the big play even veteran Russell and even George Orwell you see even your cultural creators that give you these books even novels and so on it's been admitted now declassified from Britain that they worked for MI5 and 6 during the Cold War so even all all those who are giving you ideas and things that can take you off into nether regions um, they're, they're employed by the same system to give you predictive programming. Most predictive programming comes through fiction. Our senses are down, we get familiar with an idea that's not here yet, and when it comes along we accept it because it seems kind of familiar to us. And that's how it's done. So these guys were big players, and we know that Huxley worked with many of the big, big think tanks. He worked with Tavistock, he talked about that in his Berkeley uh, lecture. He was fascinated. See, they all belong, too, to another group. It's another part of this elite structure. It's to do with eugenics. And for a hundred years, our tax money has been funneled not into curing different things, but into the whole area of eugenics. And when you go into who started up the eugenics movement, at least openly, uh, it's a horror show because they literally um, were the same people who started up the census national census for for the western world and they were funded again by big foundations institutions and government money too that's right a lot of people think
2: that the racial hygiene laws came right out of nazi germany but in fact hitler sent ernst rudin uh, to the united states to learn about this
0: yes and also at cavendish it was set up by the carnegie foundation in the u.s. in the late 1800s and he came up he he amalgamated with the ama in the u.s. and they, they came up with the first national census, and they said the public mustn't know this. They said for generations we'll take the family histories, combine it with, with their school records, criminal records, medical health records, to find out who are the, the fittest and, who, and the, ones, the inferior types that should be eliminated. And this is the same ongoing project today. They stopped sterilizing people in the U.S. Uh, because of these laws that they set up back then only around 1970, but but they changed their name. They're now called uh, transhumanists.
2: Yes, and then we also, we still have Planned Parenthood, and the den mother of that, Margaret Sanger, was an avowed racist and a Nazi, and and, uh, co-opted blacks from within the black community to sell these ideas, uh, sterilization and and things, to the black community because she hated them so.
0: She did hate them, and uh, again, she was an elitist. She believed in inferior, superior, and in types. And this is a, a standard with all the, the whole of the genetics movement, and the eugenics movement, and the transhumanist movement is the eventual elimination of the subspecies, as they call those who are not fit to come through into another age, in a post-industrial, post-technological society. And interestingly, that Bilderberger meeting, one of the top transhumanists was called in there as a professor, a lady professor from the States, and I, I, I knew darn well that is their their, their uh, agenda. Uh, they, they've already talked openly about, and it's been in national papers, in fact, in some countries and in some major science magazines, uh, that the rush is on now to create uh, a better type of human. According to transhumanist websites, and these are in universities, um, they tell you that human, humanity as it is right now is an inferior type, it's, an, it's not a completed species, and therefore they're going to perfect it by creating these new types of um, more efficient types of people I call them slaves because that's really what they're talking about uh, they're going to eliminate the old man and bring in the new man just along the same lines as Plato talked about 2,300 three, 2, years ago uh, in his book called The Republic uh, they'll, they'll create only he was going to do it by inbreeding special types um, for specific work this time they're going to make specific uh, designed uh, ideal designed people for specific jobs and that's what the transhumanists are all about. All
2: right. Uh, Alan Watt is with us here on the Richard Sarah Show. News Talk 1010 CFRB. The website, once again, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. I really urge you to uh, to get on up to that site and check it out. Some great information. We're happy to have him here tonight giving us more of the same. And uh, we'll also open up the lines and invite some questions and comments for this uh, very insightful learned man. 416-872-1010. 416-872-1010. Star Talk Star 8255. Toll free from out of town. 1-800-561-CFRB. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we get away. The Richard Serrett Show continues. And you will not take me
0: off the air for now Over for any other spaceless
1: time. On News Talk 1010
2: CFRB. Alan Watt is with us, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Uh, do you ever feel like Howard Beale from a uh, network, uh, Alan, that you're, you're trying to wake people up and uh, they, they, they just won't?
0: You do, and I understand why, because uh, cultures uh, say you're born into it, you're born into a system, it's all you know. And uh, Huxley himself said that all mammals... Mammals look towards the, and the adults to warn about danger. If the adult doesn't know, then the young will take everything for natural, to be natural. And that's how we are. If your parents don't know, and of course they don't, they think we've all evolved up to this step through industry, technology, and so on, and uh, the television is normal, we sit and watch it for four or five hours a day, all that kind of stuff. Um, then I understand why people think that when you tell them this is coming to an end, and there's other plans in the works for us, uh, how shocked they are. They can't imagine this ever stopping. Even as they're adapting to the changes every every day or week or month, um, very quickly we're the most adaptable species on the planet. Uh, they still don't uh, uh, want to think that their little system, which is not theirs at all, uh, could possibly change uh, drastically to their own detriment.
2: I feel sometimes that we have no natural I- instincts left. We've been totally domesticated to the yeah. point. I, and I don't know if you buy into the, the, the idea that maybe that the fluoride in the water has played a role in this and that uh, uh, these um, secondary serotonin re-up and reuptake inhibitor-type drugs have played a role in this.
0: There's so much happened to the public, really, that they have no idea about um, going back to their early inoculations even, when you look at who gave us the polio vaccine for one instance uh, the man, uh, Salk, was a a top um, eugenicist he he truly believed in reducing the population drastically and he belonged to the top societies he wrote papers on it, scientific papers for magazines on that very subject and then he comes out as your hero and we all uh, get to the shots And since then, we've seen the the drastic increase in cancers of all kinds, uh, debilitating diseases, and so on. And even the CBC had a documentary uh, on Salk, an old footage they showed a few years ago. And in it, they admitted they knew there were so many, um, they called them simian viruses, live simian or monkey viruses in each shot. And the simian 40 virus only had one purpose, and that causes cancer but they thought that the, that the benefits outweighed the risks they claimed. I, 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 I would go against that and say it's actually that was the agenda because they were talking about reducing the population from the days of Thomas Malthus, who was a top economist for the British East India Company and worked for the British Crown. This is nothing new, these characters. And um, It's interesting how many
2: eugenicists out there that we, we hold up as heroes. For example, the CBC uh, had a... Um a, a vote a couple of years ago, the greatest Canadian, and who was number one? The man who uh, you know introduced uh, um, universal health care, uh, Tommy Douglas. Uh, if, if you go to the University of Toronto Library, you can read all about his his uh, views on eugenics. He was a, a, an avid supporter. Uh, I mean, this this is nothing to be lauded. This is pure evil.
0: It's utterly evil. But they always give us our leaders. They understand how we take and what we want, and what we're going to ask for and they supply the leaders who become the champions and we never suspect there's another agenda on the go uh, if you look at the nazi philosophy and nazism wasn't based simply in germany it was a philosophy and an understanding of, of a particular science And again it was wrapped in completely with eugenics they talked about creating the superman you look at the soviet system that was another socialist system very much like nazism and they were working through science again both of them took their ideas from from darwin and uh, the theory of evolution survival of the fittest and they were working to create uh, better types of humans but really it was to serve a a, a pre-existing system better workers really is is a term that should be used rather than than better human beings and um as i say when you go into all the things we discussed at world meetings from the early 1900s onwards, about how to reduce the population, you realize that they've actually been doing it. Uh, the United Nations comes out every year and tells us that the sperm count now is down 75% in the average Western male of what it was in 1950. So, it, since in that time, we've become 75% sterile. Uh, so And there's no comment made. There's no, my goodness, this is a crisis, which you think it would be. And that very fact tells us that, that this is what's supposed to happen.
2: Well, people have bought into this idea that, that humanity must take the suicide pill because, you know, they, they, they see us as a virus. I mean, Jacques yeah. Cousteau, again, another hero to many people, same thing. I, uh, I don't know if he was a eugenicist, but he certainly uh, well, is on yeah. record as saying, you know, we need to, we need to get... Uh, about, uh, I think he said two-thirds of the people off this planet in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan, uh, stay put. We'll come back and uh, talk some more. Alan Watt, cutting through the Matrix here on the Richard Serrett Show. News Talk 1010 CFRB. Richard Serrett Show continues on News Talk 1010 CFRB. Alan Watts stays stays with us past the uh, top of the hour into uh, the next um, half hour. In other words, he'll be with us until 1130. And uh, again, the website www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com talking about how uh, history is uh, planned, stage managed by the super elite and uh, our uh, so-called political leaders. Are basically handed a script and they have to comply with that script, follow it to the letter. Uh, I mentioned uh, obviously uh, a JFK and uh, an RFK, and I think to a certain extent Richard Nixon. I think by the uh, early seventies, perhaps the elite had lost their um, s- not their stomach for assassination, but they maybe they became a little more sophisticated. Would you concur that Watergate was essentially uh, another a sort of a
0: mild coup d'état? It there, there was, and, and uh, I think even uh, when I was very young, watching all that. Um, you would see that Kissinger was running the show. He was a real boss. And they had to ridicule Nixon. Uh, they, they said he was going crazy at times or insane, even in the White House. All these kind of rumors and printed in the newspaper so that uh, he would lose credibility. What do you
2: think he did that uh, ticked off the elite? How, where did he veer off the, the road?
0: We'll never really know. No. We'll never really know, but uh, so much stuff is still declassified and uh, in canada too uh, a lot of stuff is declassified and i don't know if you know that um when gusensko uh, i think it was uh, came over to uh, defect from yes. the soviet embassy sure. uh, to canada and uh, king uh, didn't want to bring him in he didn't want to upset russia he wanted the rcmp to pick him up or, or, or maybe the kgb uh, but eventually he was picked up by the canadians and gave him all this list of uh, top civil servants who were working for moscow and, um, uh, that all the names and, and uh, the list and so on, and what really happened was to It classifi- was, uh, was classified for a while, and Pierre Trudeau reclassified it. It was the last thing he signed before he left office. So we're not to know, never to know what had really been going on. Which of the uh, the
2: so-called cabinet ministers were actually uh, in the employ of uh, the Kremlin. That's right. Hmm. Unbelievable. All right, Alan, stay with us. Uh, News is next. And if you've got a line, hold on to it. I promise we'll get to your calls here on The Richard Serrett Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB.
0: Coming up on The Richard Serrett Show, Richard speaks with a long-term researcher into the secret societies that stage-manage historical events. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people, you're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Pray washed in our childhood, brain washed
2: by the school, brain washed by our teachers, brain washed by all the rules, brain washed by our leaders, by our kings and queens,
1: brain washed in the open and brain washed behind the scenes. This is the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk 1010 CFRB.
2: All right, we are back with uh, Alan Watts, uh, the man responsible for uh, cutting through the Matrix.com and his cutting through series of uh, books, volumes one, two, and three, and uh, really dedicated his life to um, exposing the um, the secret societies that have stage managed uh, world events, and um, basically. Write the script by which we all live and our political leaders are expected to follow. Uh, Let's uh, go to the phones and say hello to Claire in Scarborough. Good evening, Claire.
1: Oh, oh, I thought there were going to be others before me. Um, I just want to say that I've been listening to your program and I really appreciate um, all the people you have brought on, I mean, to talk about the different political um, scenarios and all of that. And I just want to say that there is one person that um, I, I know. I'm going to sound like a religious cook again. Um, I consider that compliment, actually. So, um, but I just want to say, to to generally that, um, just want to say generally that all these people that are into the eugenics and all the different Darwinists and all of these other people who think they're going to take over the world and kill off some people and take it all from themselves, they have been really seriously deceived. I, I I really feel sorry for them, and um, I just want them to know that whoever which one of them are listening or whoever is delivering messages to them at some point, they have been thoroughly deceived and they will not win in this situation. They are going out faster than they think
2: well that's a, a very a positive viewpoint claire I know that it's it's an informed it's informed by uh, your your Christian beliefs uh, that uh, obviously You know the uh, the second coming and and uh, the final battle between good and evil and good will will triumph. Uh, Alan, uh, um, did you want to respond to that?
0: I think too, uh, people have to realize that uh, there's an old saying too: God helps those who help themselves. And I think the people have to very quickly wake up to the seriousness of the situation because it's up to us as well to start to demand. To get our rights back We're losing them at at an incredible pace We've seen since 9-11 Which was definitely uh, Premeditated Not by a bunch of uh, people in Afghanistan Um, In fact, Brzezinski talked about The need for something on a Pearl Harbor uh, level To bring uh, everybody behind The public behind the governments for war This war was to kick off a world war It's a war on the, the public of the world that's what it is, to standardize the world into a new system. And I get reports from all over the planet of what's happening, even road searches in Britain where they're doing census taking at the side of the road with, with policemen, just, just when you're driving along in your car, stuff like this. Uh, this is incredible what's happening, but it's for a whole new system, and it's not going to be pleasant. Now you have cartels running the world they own the food supply five major agribusinesses have they own the whole food supply you have a cartel that owns the oil supply everything that you need for personal survival is owned by a a handful of major international cartels and they're all working together to create crisis at this particular time worldwide and we have to realize that that those in the cities more than anyone else probably is completely dependent on this system, which these big boys own. They own the system. Everything that comes to you, everything that comes to your table, uh, is brought in by them.
2: Alan, what leads you to believe that uh, these super uh, rich elites would listen to some sort of, you know, public uh, outcry? I mean, short of taking these things back at the, at the, uh, you know, with with a, with a gun. I mean, how do, how do we fight back?
0: I think people individually, even when they're being accosted by all the new regulations, by officialdom and so on, have to start reminding these officials that they are public servants and they serve the public.
2: Okay, so we throw yeah. them out and then it's the old the old who song, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. They're getting the marching orders. It doesn't matter, liberal, mm-hmm. conservative uh... NDP yeah they're all controlled
0: by the what the, the, Rockef- the, the, the rockefellers to get the same backers financial and otherwise so what, yeah. what good does it do to vote them out of office it's not a matter of voting them out I think every individual has to start taking their back the rights it's not a matter of, of looking for a hero that's going to do it all for you. That's where we'll be misled. In fact, we've given up our rights through this thing called democracy that leaders come along and we can go and play while they'll, they'll take care of all the big problems. We've all been fooled. And, of course, again, uh, we find that Huxley and others said they bring this system in uh, an egocentric society that will play and that they'll be taught gradually that they're, they're better as Those above them are doing all the major work. Don't worry your pretty little heads about it. Just go off and play swallowed that, that was called the socialization which is domestication process and we've got to start taking it back quickly because these guys are mean business and they're in a hurry now as you can see and the Department of Defense for NATO the main major one in Britain has published its findings and its scenarios for the next 30 years and they say that starting around now or 2010 there's going to be escalating riots worldwide And they're prepared to even use uh, uh, neutron bombs on uh, small-scale segments of the population to deal with it. But that's all they see. They don't tell us why the riots are going to happen, but look around you. Your gasoline is to go through the roof. Your food is going up. Everything that's transported is going up incredibly in price. They're creating a worldwide crisis scenario so that we will beg them to help us. And they'll come in with the new system of rations and do as you're told. Global currency, yeah. cashless society. It's not even to be a, a normal currency. Bertrand Russell said that eventually we shall, the governments shall issue credits to every citizen and you'll get the same amount of credits every Monday. You must use them up at the end of the week because you can't save them up They'll go back to zero on the Saturday or the Sunday or whatever. And, and if you are bucking the system and not complying, They'll withhold your credits, and you won't be able to pay your rents or buy your food or whatever. It'll be used as a form of social punishment. See, we're looked upon as animals in a very Pavlovian sense. These guys really believe in Pavlov's techniques, which were used extensively in the Soviet Union. And the Soviet system is now blended with the West. Uh, In fact, we've brought so many of the top Soviets over to help run this system. Even the head of Homeland Security was brought over from the Soviet system. Trimakov. Yep.
2: Yeah, when he came, he said uh, he congratulated uh, the, um, I guess, the, I'm not sure who he's addressing, but he basically said, you know, it took Stalin and his system of gulags years and years and years to accomplish what you've done through the mainstream media.
0: That's correct, and that was also was predicted by Theodor Adorno that came over from the Frankfurt School. Lots of them came over from Germany to live in the United States and work there. And they, they looked at the whole culture of the United States and they said that what runs the United States is the media and the entertainment industry. It, and that's where the, the, the whole culture took off from it, fashion, music, everything, via the electronic media.
2: All right, tons of KGB, former KGB, living around Arlington, Virginia. People may be not aware of that. Listen, we'll take another quick time out and get to some more calls. For the man, Alan Watt, cutting through the Matrix, the Richard Serrett Show, News Talk 1010 CFRB.
1: It is time. The Richard Serrett Show continues on
2: News Talk 1010 CFRB. Always in a rush against time. It's a conspiracy. Uh, John is in North York. You're on the line with Alan Watt. Go ahead. Hi, uh, yes. Uh, I was wondering, is there some kind of maybe uh, a dynamic here uh, to belittle and uh, to devalue men? And uh, where, where would the feminist uh, movement uh Uh, tie into the theory here of this new world order is is that a tool that is being used by this upper establishment
0: to strip men of their rights uh, whether it's in the legal systems or in... um... Good question John Alan? Yeah, a a long time ago to do with this uh, particular agenda and Huxley again and uh, Bertrand Russell and many many more talked about this H.G. Wells who was recruited and trained by Um, uh, Sir uh, Thomas Huxley, who was the grandfather of all the the other Huxleys, um, they all said the same thing as the communists did, uh, which was no coincidence, by the way, because they worked together. Uh, They said that they have to destroy the family unit. The family unit was the last vestige of tribalism, and government could never be supreme until no one stood up for the individual. There'd be no one around you to stand up for you so you'd isolate every member of society the government could talk right down to you like Orwell's, uh, Orwell's 84 predicted and portrayed so well, they, we... they would target the, f- the females mainly because they were breeding and uh, through science they knew that they worked fervently to get uh, the birth control pill through to reduce population then to separate men from women get them both in the workplace and they knew That through through promiscuity, if if it was taught and promoted at an early age, mainly through media and we've got the pop culture to kick it off, uh, that the more partners that they had uh, um, very young, the less chances they could possibly bond together for life. So that was actually predicted, well written about, the top think tanks and published in their own books. So they, they targeted the female. And now, if you notice, the female is going to go out of business eventually, because now they're working on creating synthetic wombs, where they will no longer need the, the women at all, so that they put them out of business. This is all planned, and Huxley talked about this back in the 1950s. All
2: right, and of course we know now. Uh uh, that the den uh, the, the, uh, the mothers of the modern feminist movement, Gloria Steinem, was CIA. Yeah. Uh, that's been proven. And Ms. Magazine, which she was uh, the editor of, was created by the CIA. Uh, Betty Friedan, of course, uh, uh, we know uh, her, uh, her past. Uh, she was on record as, as comparing um, uh, being a, uh, a, uh, <clears throat> a homemaker and a mother as being in a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Glenn, uh, last question to you on News Talk 1010.
0: Hi, thanks for having me, uh, uh, Alan Wadon. Uh I'm just wondering, what for me, 9-11 was the gateway to learn all these things, although i have studied comparative religions in the New Age. Uh, do you think, uh, was it uh, a gateway for you, and what kind of an impact do you think we're having it in the world?
2: 9-11, was that uh, your, well, no, obviously it happened a lot uh, uh, further, or before that,
0: Alan, for you and before 9-11. A lot of, for a lot of people, though, it was 9-11. Yes, uh, the big statement came from George Bush Senior on September the 11th, 1990, when he first declared a new world order coming into view. He repeated it one year later in a few speeches on the same day on September the 11th, 1991. And then bingo, September 11th, uh, 2001, it kicks off the whole war for the world. So this was the, the little inside jokes that they had. The, the, and that's how they communicate to each other is too. They say these strange phrases, they give them out, but they don't explain exactly what they mean. But those in the know do understand it. We find the same thing with a big player in predictive programming who was given a Nobel Prize, and that was Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote 2001, The Space Odyssey, which really had nothing to do with space. It was an allegory of high induction into... Which is, is, uh, is awfully called the Illuminati in these days, in this day and age. But um, supposedly in 2001 it was to kick off a whole new system on Earth. In 2010, which happens to be the year where the Americas are completed, the final signature is on it, uh, then uh, you, you find again this new system is complete. Uh, he wrote this last novel, 3001, and then the vast majority of the old man, the old types, the inferior species are dead, they're gone, long gone, and only this elite, the superior type, high genetic types, high IQs, uh, are living very high on the hog with a big wide world to play in. Uh, like immortal gods. Yeah.
2: All right, uh, Alan, I, I truly believe that the, the work that you're doing and the information that you um, uh, that you impart is, is, uh, is so important, uh, especially in these times, I, I, almost to the point where nothing else matters uh, now. Uh, I'm not sure where we are in the script, whether we're in the final act or the epilogue, um, but um, we'll, we'll talk again hopefully soon and uh, just continue uh, to try and wake people up from their strange slumber. Uh, it'll be a pleasure being on uh cuttingthroughthematrix.com and uh, check out you can read some samples from his uh his series cutting
1: through books volumes 1 2 and 3 Alan again a pleasure It's a pleasure for me too All right